This one's for the lesser known. The ones that are the last resorts. The ones you went to when you were in need of a simple, serious drink and didn't necessarily care about ambiance or legacy. These were the hardcore bastions of real, everyday life drinking. Drinking alone sometimes, most times. They hid amongst the concrete and steel canyons of the city, undistinguished and unremarkable. But for those who knew where to look, for those with that need, they were shining beacons of comfort. They weren't quite dive bars. Dive bars were something altogether different. These were leftovers from another era, one where they were probably sought out and considered trendy, an era of jazz and perfume and class. But time moved on and didn't let these places know. They could be found in the most unlikely places, next to the Holland Tunnel entrance, snuggled next to a Roman Catholic church in a train terminal, or one of my favorite places, Chinese restaurants. The kind of Chinese restaurant that never heard of Asian fusion, and if they had heard of it, would have rightly ignored it. Now, these places served up the stuff Chung King was selling in cans at the AMP, Egg Fu Young, Chop Suey, Chow Mein. Lots of these restaurants would have a small bar at the front near the entrance and maybe some five or six stools. Always red leatherette, rusted at the bottom, and they squeaked when you turned them. The bars themselves were not very well stocked, but they usually had the necessities, Jim Beam, Jack, of course, Dewars, Gordons, Cuddy. Now, on the face of it, you wouldn't think of a place like that would be a very comfortable place to spend some time in, but I used to spend many an hour there, sitting, smoking, looking at nothing in particular, smelling the oily, greasy deliciousness coming out of the swinging kitchen door. There was a comfort in its purpose. It did nothing more than serve up drinks, and having gone to many, I realized after a while I wasn't the only one who came in there just to drink. I would stop in these kind of places on the way home or at the end of a walk that took me to Brooklyn and back, a little reward for the miles in have a drink or two out. Simple, nice. There were plenty of others, of course, scattered about town. They had names like the Blarney Stone, White Rose, the Crown. They were found in business areas like the Garment District on 8th Avenue, the Flower District a little further south on 28th Street. Others could be found near the Broadway theaters, discreetly out of the way on 9th or 10th Avenues. There were a couple near Madison Square Garden. They were private places where everyone, including the bartender, especially the bartender, left you alone. You were there for a drink. He was there to pour it. End of story. People came to these kind of bars for a lot of the same reasons. Solitude, peace and quiet, some serious contemplation. Nothing helps contemplation more than a couple of stiff ones on the rocks. They were the absolute antithesis of the modern-day sports bar. Another time, they would have been packed every night, and most of the day, for that matter. By the 70s, they were shadows of their bygone popularity. Generations change, the city changes, tastes change, people change. And when the smoke cleared, the ones left were the ones that hadn't changed. The ones at the bar. Having a drink and staring contentedly at the rain coming down on 7th Avenue. The ones like me. The lighting was usually dim, the bar usually long, the smell was of cigarette smoke and beer. There was usually not of many people there, maybe some sitting at a round table towards the back in the shadows. He would stay, sit, scrape a stool on the floor, sit down. Hopefully it was one with a nice cushy back, he'd get comfortable. The bartender, sometimes maybe a tall guy with blonde hair, came out of nowhere 
you would say Jack rocks. He said nothing, just nodded. I loved it. Not one of those guys who felt they had to talk to everyone that comes in. The best were back in a moment or two with a classic whiskey glass filled to the rim. Just a couple of ice cubes. That's how you'd know if they know how to pour a drink. You would sit back, smile your appreciation, take a look at your reflection in the mirror behind the bar, sip it again. And as always, it tasted wonderful. You'd scrunch down further into the seat and think, not bad, not bad at all. If there was a place called contentment, I am fast approaching it. Sometimes I think about those bars. I hope they're still out there, still pouring the good pour. And if you should ever be lucky enough to wander into one, and there's a tall guy with blonde hair behind the bar who doesn't talk much, give him my regards. And make sure to order the jack. Rob. <laughs>